Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi. Choir Talks is the weekly podcast of a devotion that I would give to my choir on a Wednesday night. Are you seeing a snapshot or the big picture? Not long ago, my fellow staff members and I went on a staff retreat and we did an exercise together, a team building exercise where we took uh, images that were didn't make much sense and we had to join them together to see how they all fit together. Each image of its own was was just a part of a bigger picture and, and by itself it maybe just looked chaotic or nonsensical, but when they were all pieced together, all the puzzle fit and you could see how everything worked together to create a larger image. Are you seeing just a snapshot or the big image. Joseph is my favorite uh, character from the book of Genesis. Um, Of course, that's an easy pull because Joseph is the only character in Genesis of whom there's nothing said bad about. Um, Unlike the other characters in Genesis who all struggle with things, Joseph is such a, a good character, a faithful follower of God. Just to quickly recap his long story um, that spans several chapters in Genesis. First of all, he is the next youngest brother of Jacob, who became known as Israel. He has shown favoritism by his father, and he has dreams about ruling over his other brothers. So he ends up being a source of jealousy and anger by the brothers. They sell him to a caravan that is heading to Egypt, and he becomes a slave in Egypt. Uh, They tell his father that he has died. And after he ends up being a slave, he uh, ends up being sent to prison. And then through a miraculous turn of events, he ends up becoming the second highest official in all of the country of Egypt. Once he is given that position, he orchestrates a food storage program that saves the country by overcoming a terrible famine. His brothers come to Egypt to get food during the famine, and he is reunited with his family and also saves them from starving. His father dies there in Egypt, and the brothers who sold him into slavery are fearful that now uh, this powerful brother is going to seek revenge and kill them. So they concoct a story to use uh, their father's death and influence over Joseph to keep him from seeking revenge. So when they approach Joseph with their story, he sees right through their deception. But he says something really amazing. Here's what he says in chapter 50 of Genesis. He says, Do not be afraid, for am I in God's place? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to preserve the lives of many. His response is amazing because his brothers cost him years of separation with his family. Uh, They cost him years of servitude and and prison life. They cost him, his father, uh, years of believing that he had, had been killed, a terrible lie. He has every reason to want revenge, and as this powerful person in Egypt, he has all the means to get it. It would be so easy for him to do so, but here's what he says. Don't be afraid, for am I in God's place? He shows great humility, which is rare among people of power, right? He says, am I in God's place? He trusts that God is the one who will 
uh, take revenge and will justify. Romans 12 says this, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. When we are wronged, we so often feel justified and feel righteous in who we are and in our, in our righteous indignation. We would love to take revenge. But when we do so, we are elevating ourselves into a position here that, that God says is his position. Only he is really righteous and holy, all-knowing. Only he has the ability to um, even the score. Uh, if we try to do that, there's no way that we could do that without sin and without creating more problems than, than there are in the first place. I love how he can see that um, revenge is God's place and that he is not God. He has humility, even though he's a powerful man, he has humility not to try to take um, God's position in his life. Next, I love this phrase. He says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You meant it for evil, so he didn't gloss over what the brothers did. He, he wasn't... Um, he didn't pretend that wrong was not done here, but he says, God meant it for good. Here's the amazing part. He has the faith to see that our lives are in, in God's hands and not in the hands of men. All believers should be able to see that God is at work in their lives. It's easy for us to believe that when things are going good, but in his life, things were going terrible. And yet he was able to see that there was this hand of this loving heavenly father who was always with him in prison, in, his, uh, in, in being a slave. No matter what circumstance he was in, he believed that God's hand was with him. Romans 8.28 says, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. That was written long after Joseph, and yet it was, it was a principle that he understood. No matter what is going on in his life, God was with him, and God was at work. It's so easy for us when things are going difficult to shake a fist at God or to believe that he has abandoned us. But Joseph uh, could look back and see um, how things had worked together, and he said uh, that God minute for good. So let's just recap his life again. Um, if he would have never been sold to this caravan, then he would have not become a slave. But if he would not have become a slave, he wouldn't have been sent to prison. But if he wouldn't have been sent to prison, he would have never been elevated to be second in command in Egypt. And if that had not happened, then he would have not been able to save the lives of thousands and thousands of people including his own family. And had he not saved the life of his own family, then the family line from which Jesus came would have ended. And, and so um, God was at work in ways that were way bigger than he could have imagined as he was uh, sitting in his slave quarters or as he was sitting there in that prison cell. God was at work in humongous ways. I love how he could see at the end that what had happened to him had, had been for the purpose to save many people. So it, it wasn't just for his own good, but God was putting him through difficulties for uh, the greater good, the good of many people. Sometimes the difficulties uh, that come in our lives are for greater good to benefit others. So I ask you again, 
when you think about your life and what's going on right now, are you seeing just a snapshot that looks chaotic, that looks difficult? Or are you seeing the big picture, believing that there's a loving and powerful God who is with you and and is using all of the circumstances of your life for good? Have a great week.